Hello, everybody, and welcome to Millie. My name is listening to the Girl Boss edition of Mental. Today, I have a special guest. She is my cousin, my mother, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. My name is Timory Jackson, but I brand and market myself as Timory Lachelle. (laughs) Thank you. So tell us a little bit about, so I'm going to start off with this because I always ask this question. When I say girl boss, what does that mean to you? Taking no for an answer, not taking no for an answer. Mm -hmm. That's plain and simple to me. Um, Just man, not taking no for an answer, being in charge of everything that it is that she wants to do. Um, I just started this clothing line called Boss Up Clothing a long time ago. And uh, my motivation for it was to empower people to be their own boss, no matter what their circumstances are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Not to let anyone dictate what that is to them. You know what I'm saying? To you, you know, because everybody's level of girl boss is different. You know, it's all about perspective. And for me, from my perspective on being a girl boss is... Um, not taking no for an answer and taking control of whatever situation that's being thrown their way and doing whatever it is they want to do. Whatever idea comes to mind and being inventive, creative, you know, starting initiatives, just walking to the beat of their own drum. Right. So thank you for that answer. That was a good answer. Um, so in light of all of that, on your day-to-day life, how do you go about being your own boss? Creating a routine for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that I didn't necessarily have at first because I used to work a crazy schedule. I used to work um, third shift. I worked third shift for about four years before coming to a career with a day shift job and getting off at 5 p.m. with weekends and holidays off. So mm-hmm. me getting into a, a, a steady routine, that was key for me. And it, it, it definitely helps me get through my day-to-day business that I need to take care of, the things that I need to take care of. So anybody who's listening, when you want to, because everybody wants to get a routine, it's just hard to be disciplined. So what advice do you have for people who, are struggling with that uh pray mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of is, is to pray because that's going to give you the power that you don't have mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying and it and, mm-hmm. and even though on days me creating a routine there's days where I don't want to you know do everything exactly on my routine or sometimes depending on what it is I have to do my routine get shifted so you got to be able to, you know, call on a higher power for that to, to shift you back into that mode and to not let one thing distract you. You get what I'm saying? Like, just because I, mm-hmm. for example, when I get up in the morning, my goal, my day-to-day goal is to get up and and read and pray. Mm-hmm. But depending on my circumstances is I'm a mother and I have a kid. Um, 
you know, things get thrown off track. Like the other day, my alarm didn't go off when it was supposed to. So I had to move a little quicker and I, I wasn't able to get that in in my morning time. But I didn't let that discourage me. Like, oh man, I, I didn't do this in the morning. So now it's throwing off my whole day. I just had to move with the punches and then make time for that later on. But... So thank you for that answer. Um, Cause that's something I'm, that's something that I was like, so good at in college was keeping the schedule, having a steady routine. But then after I graduated, I didn't have that routine anymore. And so it's kind of hard after, as you know, like after you graduate college to regain discipline and also to do things outside of work because when I was in college, you know, I'm in a sorority, I'm in a leadership position within a sorority, I always got something to do, so there's always something to put on my planner, but like, after college all I did was go to and from work and I wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. And so that's really primarily what the uh, the birth of Mentally Queen it came out of, is just me being not only going through depression, but like, not having anything else to do, because mm-hmm. when I feel like when I just was going to work, like after grad, because as everybody knows, when I went, to, I graduated uh, college and then I went into grad school, but I didn't, I didn't graduate grad school. So with that semester out of grad school, I worked at State Farm, and mm-hmm. all I would do was get up, go to work, come home, and just like stare at the wall. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I had, I always have to stay busy now. So I do a lot right now, and it's, to me that makes me feel. I don't know. It yeah. keeps my mind from being idle. Yeah, you know what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I, I definitely, I get it a hundred percent. I definitely get it. And it, and I struggle with that too. So you're not alone in that aspect. Mm-hmm. That's something that um, I definitely struggle with. I don't know how to be still. I don't know. Right. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what it yeah. feels like to not have anything to do. And I think that's why I, I enjoy creating things and, and small mm-hmm. businesses as much as I do because it gives me something to do. You get what I'm saying? But it, when I graduated from college, um, I went in um, to become a correctional officer. And that, you know, that job came with a lot. That kept me busy. But while I was working there, I had created, you know, I was investing in boss up clothing. And that gave me something extra to do. So I definitely get where you coming from not knowing exactly what to do or how to transition into you know what I'm saying adulthood because it is different yep. than the college life you get what I'm saying you don't have that, yep. that campus anymore because I was he- you know heavily involved on campus I did um, I was in a sorority as well I was a part of BSU I was on a dance team um, I did a pageant I coordinated a pageant so I, I get it. I created a scholarship. And, and I think that's what keeps me going, too. As you can see, just having something to do. Um, because, man, idle, idle time is definitely the devil's playground. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, things that creep in that, you know, don't have no business creeping in. So I get it 100% to keep yourself busy, a, a healthy busy. You know what I'm saying? A, a purpose. Right. Busy. You know, not just doing any and everything, but making sure you is busy doing the right thing you know something that mm-hmm. you are passionate about and I, I don't feel like anything is wrong with that I think that's that's actually bomb you just got to learn how to make it work for you that makes sense yes yeah 
And I'm still working around that because right now it's easier for me to do sidebar things such as creating logos and keeping up with mentally cleaning. And I have a scholarship too that I just, that I'm doing. Um, and it's easier now that I'm at home to keep up with those things because I can have my computer and I get less calls for some reason. Cause right now I work in customer service, but I'm going back to school in August. I'm going to Northern for student affairs. And so um, I know this time, it's going to be a little bit harder for me because mentally cleaning is like my baby. But when I go back to school, I'm not trying to do nothing. I'm trying to pass this time. I don't got time to be failing again. Like, I'm just trying to graduate and mm-hmm. get this master's. And so, like, I know that that's going to be hard for me not doing something on the side besides school. But it's going to be have to, have to be the sacrifice I have to make. Mm-hmm. So, I admit, so you also, so you do boss up, but you also sell journals. And so when creating these different type of businesses, what advice do you have to anyone who's looking into starting their own thing? To know their why. Mm-hmm. Their why. W-H-Y. To know why they are doing it. That's the most important thing. If you're doing it because you see somebody else doing it, your feel to execute is not going to be as strong that makes sense yeah um to to know why you're doing it and to love why you're doing it you know mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can think because all the the things that I created was things that I wish existed things that I felt like I didn't necessarily have access to or solutions that makes yeah. sense yeah um for example when I created the uh, the walk my journey scholarship in college um, what filled me to do that is I was just thinking, I think a lot. I'm, I'm a, I'm a yeah, thinker. Me too. And I was just thinking like, man, the whole time I've been in college, I haven't applied for any scholarship. And I just was thinking like, and I was, you know, having a conversation with myself and I'm like, man, why is that? And then I was just being honest and transparent with myself is because I felt like I wouldn't get it. I wouldn't qualify for it because some of them, you know, has certain requirements as far as like a high, you know, GPA. You get what I'm saying? Like my GPA was not low, but you know, some of them scholarships was like, you know, 4.0 or whatever above and that's it. But here I am, I'm still a college student that needs help. I worked at Walmart. I worked while I was in college. So not only did Mm -hmm. I do the things on campus and maintain my classes, I was also a working student, you know, managing and paying my way you know, through school. So I was like, but I still need help. So I'm like, let me create a scholarship called Walk My Journey Scholarship. And the scholarship is designed to not weed anyone out. Anyone could apply. And I created a rubric on what I was going to grade the overall application for. So not one thing was going to disqualify them. You get what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. wow, you may, you know what I'm saying, have, may not have a 4.0 GPA, but you have X, Y, and Z going on. And then I had an essay portion that they had to qualify for. You know what I'm saying? Um, a requirement as well. So I just factored, created a rubric and factored everything from each category to figure out who I would give the scholarship to instead of just um, eliminating people right off the bat because they don't have a certain GPA. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So that was my reason. And for the notebooks, um, 
I was at work, working third shift, and um, I uh, I write a lot. So I was just writing. I have a lot of unmarked notebooks. I have a lot of unmarked notebooks. And I'm just like, man, when it's time for me to reflect, I wasn't able to do that because my notes was all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they are just regular Walmart notebooks that may be pink, blue, or whatever. But I like to reflect on what I have written. And they was all over the place. So I was just like, man, let me create something where I can organize my thoughts. Create a notebook for a specific area of concentration. So when I know I want to write about this thing, I can go to whatever that notebook is about. And I created the, I call it the Fab Five. I created the five notebooks that I initially made first based off the things that I was already writing about but they was all in one notebook you get what I'm saying right so um I used to do my I do I budget in finance I do budget and finances so I created the girls just want to have fun and I go to that notebook to write down my monthly budget what I need to spend Mm -hmm. here and there and you know what I'm trying to pay down or what I'm trying to increase you get what I'm saying especially like inventory and things like that I know to go to that book um I also created a book about uh, a journal for forgiveness and um that was another area I was writing about in my life like I didn't really realize how important it is to forgive others until I started really writing about it and when I started focusing on forgiving certain people I cried like a baby. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was therapeutic. I was saying things that I didn't even really realize I felt. You know what I'm saying? I was really myself. That's one of my favorite notebooks. But the, I used that book for that. Um, and then I created This Time is Personal, which is a multi-purpose notebook, which is a multi-purpose notebook. Um, so people can write down their, you know, their goals, their personal and professional development. I wrote another book on, um, it's called Demand, Command, or Dang, and that book specifically is for affirmation, and I write those a lot. Sometimes I give myself pep talks. I write myself letters, so I go to that book mm. specifically for that, and then The Work Ethic on Beyonce, <laughs> that's a sassy notebook. I love that notebook, too, and I write down like my, my business ventures and ideas that I would like to pursue, so anything that I do I do have a reason for it and I hope it to when I put it out there it's for a solution for somebody else something that I know I needed help with and the the rule I always go by is create what you wish existed and when I told myself that a few years ago that has worked for me that has worked tremendously for me because it keeps me to knowing why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and to do it um with a sense of love and compassion for what you do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. That's all I have to say about that. I'm really passionate about everything that I create and put out there into the world. And that's yeah, I'm sad we are alike in that manner. It's always about... So when you come up with something and you put it out there, it's like the consistency with it is what gets the attention and keeps people engaged. Mm-hmm. And so having to keep up with everything can be a hassle sometimes, but it's it's fun. Like seeing my ideas come to life as I, I'm sure it's the same with you, like with your notebooks, like you, did you design them? Yes, I designed the covers too, because I was paying, I was going, I reached out to a few different graphic designers and 
man, nobody could come up with anything close than what I I saw. I envisioned each notebook because I went off how I want people to feel when they looked at it and opened it. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. didn't, it's deep for me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I love operating that way because I don't worry about what it do for other people in a sense. Like I'm not looking for anyone's uh, approval. A lot of people, they do, they create businesses and they get so wrapped up into who's not doing this and who they want to do this. And I don't even have time to worry about or think about who is not for me because I'm so in love with what I created because I was passionate about it. And I knew if one person didn't feel it, somebody else will because I know I'm not the only person in the world that loves to write. You get what I'm saying? So that's yeah. what I'm people really have to know why they are doing what they're doing so that they don't, you know, get discouraged or distracted. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Um, but one thing I can say, like, when it comes to, like, like you said, with the, the consistency of it, I see now, like, you know, being on social media is like something that you you know you really have to have mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. um, I admit I have to um, sometimes remind myself to do that you, you know what I'm saying like and that's part of me creating, yep. adding it to my routine so that I can stay consistent like you mm-hmm. you gotta know you Be, know what, what you know what works best for you if leaving a sticky note on my nightstand reminds me okay get on there today you know, post something or promote or to engage, then that's what I, I do. I feel you on that one. Like, it's... So, like, with you designing your own notebooks, that's the same thing with, like, me and my planner. And so, like, it had to be what I envisioned for me to mm-hmm. be happy with it. And so, like, I went to school for graphic design. And so... Like, my my graphics and things that I put on, like, social media, it's always fun for me to do because, like, in a sense, I'm practicing, but, like, I'm putting my vision yeah. out there, and mm-hmm. so I don't have to pay anyone mm-hmm. to do those services because I know how to do them myself, so that's always a plus. So I definitely feel you on that one. And that also brings me into, you know, utilizing the skills that you already have and building mm-hmm. a positive, you know, like... Using skills you already have and trying to, you know, be an expert in them as well as, you know, learning a couple of different other things. That way you don't have to depend on other people all the time to do these things. But, yeah. you know, not everybody's going to do graphic design or no graphic mm-hmm. design, but whatever you're good at, it can help your business some way, somehow. Seriously, because I didn't have a clue. I didn't have right. a, I never did. And I was discrediting myself. I prayed. I sat down and I prayed. And I got on my laptop and I started designing what I what I saw and envisioned for myself. And what made me do it is because I'm like, man, this is the second person that didn't produce what I paid them. You know what I'm saying? And this is the second person that didn't produce what I wanted to do. So I'm just like, either I'm going to keep on coming out of money. I'm cheap. So that's another thing, too. Like, <laughs> I do a lot of stuff on my own because, <laughs> no, seriously, I learned how to do some stuff on my own because I'm cheap. Uh, you know, and then not only that, like, I like, I, I want it, you know, I want it done right. Or you want it, you want somebody to produce, like you said, which you, exactly what you see. Everybody don't always see what you see. So, you're right. You got to take it in your own hands sometimes and just sit down and do it. Because I didn't know that 
I would produce what I produce. And this, I had people come to me and ask me for graphic design work. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I probably could, <laughs> but I'm not an expert. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't look, look at myself as an expert. I, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not my niche. Graphic design is not something I just would want to do and to get paid for doing. That makes sense. But, but it's something that you did and yeah. it worked out for you. Right. Yeah, right. And it worked yeah. out. By the grace of God, seriously, it, it worked out. Like, it's like me. Somebody asked me to sing on their track, like, no, <laughs> that's not my thing. <laughs> like, I did it once from my mm-hmm. intro from a podcast, but no, I don't sing. So I get exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. But it's always good to just have a couple tools under your belt to save Absolutely. a couple pennies because, like, yeah. it'd be times where I know what I want, but I'm not skilled enough to do that. So I would pay somebody to do it and I would mm-hmm. be as thorough as possible. And then they come through and sometimes it's just like, no, this wasn't what I was looking for. And then I amazed myself. And mm-hmm. so you'll be pretty amazed at what you do yeah. if you just tried it. Yeah. And then it's so- and it'd be us disqualifying ourselves first. Like I was quick to say, I don't, when I couldn't find what I wanted to find, I, that's why I had prayed because I was like, man, I'm not a graphic designer. I ain't go to school for graphic design. I ain't got a degree in graphic design. I can't do this. But baby, I pray and and it I just I don't know. It just happened from there. I grew yep. courage from there. And I did all I did four designs in one sitting. I created this time is personal, work ethic on Beyonce, forgive the right way, and demand, command, ordain in one sitting. And then I did girls just want to have fun funds at a later date. And I didn't know how I would do. And I still was kind of doubting myself when I put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that yeah. I created it. So it's like, you, that that was my first reaction to, you know, people seeing me do graphic design. You know, so when I was getting really good feedback, I'm like, huh, man, you don't know what you can do. You know, we got to stop right. disqualifying ourselves and saying that we can't do stuff and then not do it. You know, and that goes back to being a girl boss. You know, you think you can't do it, but you do it anyway. Not taking no for an answer. Not even the negative thoughts, you know. You can't even let them stop you. Right. Because we'll stop ourselves sometimes. 90% of the time. A lot of the time. Yeah. I know I do. I Mm -hmm. manifest. It's every day I'm learning. So it's like. People will come to me about mentally queen and like, well, what do you do for this? And I'm like, I'm learning. Like, they, this is my journey with y'all. Like, yeah. The thing about mentally queening is, it it was, I started it when I was going through depression. That's the reason why it's called mentally queening because everybody was talking about queening this and queening that. And then, like, one day I had made this quote, and then at the end I put mentally queening. And then for some reason, like a couple weeks later, I was scrolling through my Instagram. And I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that's kind of a nice name. I should do something with that. And now here we are. And so currently mm-hmm. I don't suffer from depression. So it is something I overcome. But every day I'm still learning ways to be more mindful of my mind, I guess. And mm-hmm. so I like to say that people are like, I'm on this journey with y'all type of thing. Yeah. I'm not perfect. So, like, mm-hmm. when they come to me about, well, how did you do that? I can give you what I did, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not for everybody. And on top of that, I'm still learning. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's I guess that's the beautiful yeah. thing about, you know, growing along with 
just to see it evolve, you know, and I know mm-hmm. you know, just seeing something evolve yeah. into something that's so beautiful, whatever it is, is always a good feeling. It is. Because anybody can go to work every day, you know, get a job, go to work every day, that's nothing. But like, it's what outside you, what you do outside of work, I think it's very therapeutic and it gives me mm-hmm. my purpose. Like, when I do my job right now, I know my purpose is to help customers, but at the end of the day, that's not what makes me go like, woo, I helped somebody today. Mm-hmm. No, because these people get on my nerves anyway. And <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm about to be gone anyways. I like the job. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed for it because I, when I first moved down to Texas, I was working at Applebee's making $2 an hour. Granted, down here, they tip more than what they do in mm-hmm. Illinois because I was a waitress in Illinois too. So it paid the bills. I thank God every step of the way. Mm-hmm. But I really thank God for this position because I work for health equity and like mm-hmm. it's been very good to me like bonuses and all this other type of stuff it's been very good to me but it's not something that I feel like fulfills me mm-hmm. as a person it just pays the bills right. you know and so um that's why I said I like being at work working on my computer too because it kind of like when I get off a call and then I don't get another mm-hmm. call for 10 minutes here I am doing somebody's logo you know and mm-hmm. so you know I can multitask like that and so you touched on, you know, you know, being a mother. So how mm-hmm. does that play into, how do you, how does, what are some, okay, let's start here. Where Being a mother, what are the most things you're like blessed about besides having, but like, what are some things that you learned? Everything. I don't even know where to mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blessed about everything. Like I, being a mother, that's a, Mm-hmm. Man, that's a blessing, a huge blessing. Um, I can't even really put that into words. How I'm, I feel like I'm. It's a privilege. Mm. I feel like it's a privilege to be a mom, a mother. You, I don't know, because it's a blessing. It's a, it's a gift from God. Literally, and that's that's what I have to say about it. I I love everything about it. My son, he definitely helps me grow every single Mm. day. Every day, every day, I learn something new. I learn something new about him, and I learn something new about myself. Um, Oh wow! Oh yeah! Yeah. Um, man, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't know where to start. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. People, people always look at me crazy. They, I'm, they're like, do you have kids? I'm like, no, but I want some. They're like, you want some? Girl, you better wait. No, I want to have kids. I want to see what they're going to be like, what they look like. I want them to, if I have a daughter, she better be a future Delta. Like, I'm thirsty. I want to have kids. I want to graduate, and I kind of want to get married first. But either way, I want to have kids. Like, people always look at me crazy when I say, like, girl... That's forever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why y'all keep having them after one after the other. It's because it's like, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like, because I don't hear very many people say what I say. Like, no, but I want, yes, I want kids. Like, I do. Because I think I love babies, first of all. I think kids are funny. And just from my experience around, like, having siblings and things of that nature, like, it's just interesting seeing them grow and what they turn out to be like. Like, my little cousin, Amara, 
Like, I just love her to death. And then just seeing her grow up and just kind of see how her personality unfolds. Like, I want to see, like, someone who looks like me or whoever looks like their dad, whatever, like, come from me. And like you mentioned, it is a blessing because women are the only ones who can produce, like, reproduce. So that is, since that is how God intended it, that's what I want to do. I want to be fruitful. I want to multiply. So people just be looking at me crazy. I'm just like, I don't care what you think. I want to have kids. Kids, I think kids are a blessing. And I think that like you, everybody says that they just learn so much about themselves. And it's just literally like having your heart outside of your body. Like we got a pet and Mm -hmm. she is like, I love her to death. So I know if I treat her like that, a kid, OMG. But anyway, yeah. that was my little spill on that. And so <laughs> what t- what advice do you have for anyone looking who's trying to find their passion, who's trying to market themselves and brand themselves, etc, cetera, etc? Cetera? Um, I would say, man, I, I answered two questions. I wrote these down in my book and I later planned to turn it into journaling prompts, but I came across something and it asked two questions. It said, what makes your heart cry? Why? And then it says, what makes your heart sing? You're supposed to emerge those two answers into your passion. So Mm. when it says, what makes your heart cry? That could be poverty. That could be domestic violence. That could be mental illness. That could be um, whatever it is you cry for abuse to little kids, sexual assault, rape, whatever it is that your heart cry for in the world, something Mm. that you want to change. And then what makes your heart sing? What do you love to do? What would you do for free? And you do that for the greater good. And that's where you will formulate and know what you are passionate about and what your purpose is. That's what I've done and that's what I believe works. And that's that's what I would say for somebody else to do too so that they will operate with the right spirit that makes sense and it it... so if i yeah it makes a lot of sense i never heard that before and so that's funny because i guess what makes my heart cry was definitely going through depression because that was the Mm -hmm. hardest time i ever went through in my life um and what makes my heart sing is being creative putting and bringing awareness to tap you put those mentally clean and basically and so that's a Mm -hmm. good perspective like anybody listening make Mm -hmm. sure that you kind of ponder on that and think about that because that's a definitely like a good way to figure out what you need to be doing like Mm -hmm. what you know and it could be in a lot our pain points like our we supposed to use those Whatever, you know, wherever that pain is rooted, you're supposed to use that and, and, and turn that into something positive. We are not supposed to to die with our revelations. And revelations is mm-hmm. revealed truth. Whatever it is you learn and life lessons you learn, don't take that with you. You know what I'm saying? Either put it in a book or create something or just even just getting it out there, period. Just get it out Some the best way you can and the best way you know how because it can help somebody else the goal is to, to help somebody else so if you know this was a pain point is there anything you, else you want to add to me know that we are not alone I can't hear you Hello? yeah can you hear me <laughs> I don't know 
I couldn't hear you. Was my my? Yeah, song? I heard everything you said. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. But yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say about that. All right, that would be my advice to whoever's listening. Perfect. Thank you so much for the talk. It was really inspiring, as I knew it would be. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And without further ado, good night, everybody. Good night, Timory. All right, goodbye.